Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, where attitude is everything. On today's show, I love this man already. I got We just got on the a line, and he made me feel bad about myself. Because as you can see, if you're watching how handsome he is, um, I asked him about, about his titles that he wanted me to say. And he was like, well, you know, he's super humble about it. He's like, well, I'm an actor. And then about five minutes later, he stood up a little bit straighter and was like, I'm a producer, too. Um, this young man has been on uh, in, in so many live theater uh, performances. has been amazing. He's worked with Disney all over the world. Um, now he's in a, a, a new film that's actually, I believe it's premiering today um, in Austin, which I think is great. And we're going to be talking about that. But I am just so excited because the spirit of this young man, who he is, what he represents in the industry, not just doing what the industry tells you to do, but doing what's in your heart. Um, so please welcome to the uh, show, Mr. Trevor March. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. I so am stoked to be here. I really like everything that you're talking about, the energy and the vibes that you give off and that you are about in this podcast. I am so here for it. Um, yeah, so thank you for having me. So let's let's jump right in, man. You're in Hollywood. Uh, you you perform. Uh, you know you're performing live. Um, you have performed live all over the world uh, with Disney, everything like that. How do you not get caught up in the lights, brother? Ooh, um, talk to me more about what exactly you mean by that, by caught up in the lights. Well, you, you hear it all the time. People go to L.A., they hop into show business, and um, before they know it, they you know have the tendency to not realize who they are. They've maybe lost who they are, and uh, they, they wrap mm. themselves around what the business wants them to be as opposed to who they are. And that's the reason why I wanted to have oh, you on yeah. the show, because you're an example of a person staying who you are through all of the shiny lights and sometimes the uh, dimmer lights as we'll talk about later. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Um, you know, I think that for me uh, to get personal real quick is that I have a very strong sense of faith um, and I, I know God. So for, for me, it's always been, uh, this is a part of who I am and performing is what I feel like I was put on this earth to do. Um, it's something that I, I think God gives all of us talents and gifts that, um, we're supposed to spread light into the world and this is, this is mine and, uh, it makes me happy to do it. And, um, you know, that does not mean that it's not hard sometimes, obviously like being an actor is really difficult because you have no's all the time and you just get, you get used to it. You know, that it's part of your job. Um, there's a book that I, I don't know if we're able to plug things or talk about other things, you can um, talk about but whatever there's a book you want, that, man. Okay, beautiful. Um, there's a book, there's a few different books in my life that I've read. I really like um, the sort of self-help world as well. But there's one book that's um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, and it talks about what problems you want, you know? And it's like, everybody's got problems. You just got to know which ones you want your problems to be. And for instance, for being an actor, like one of the hard parts if you're not an actor is you should know all the time. And it's, you put yourself out there, you put your work out there and all you can do is your best. And knowing that, that it's not because of you is great. And, and sometimes you're like, oh, it was me. That was an audition that I didn't do well on and that's okay. And that happens sometimes because we're human and we can't be perfect always, you know, but also being someone who's been a producer and has been on the other side of the table, I've been very fortunate to understand that sometimes it's just like, oh, well, we've already cast this actor and we want a height thing. And so we can't have anyone that's taller than this person because we just don't want it to look that way. Or, oh, well, we want, you know, we're looking for someone who is, you know, for, for the film that I did, Zimbalanity, there was a, a 
it was, I, I had my role and then there was the opposite role of me was a person that was queer, the character was queer. And we were like, oh, we would love that to be played by someone who actually is and can represent that in a truthful way. Um, and so, you know, that was one thing that when we were casting, we looked for being like, oh, well, is that part of someone's story? Can they authentically do this? Like, or whatever, you know? And you, you just never know what people are looking for. So being able to have the the thought and understanding of, it's not all about me. Like the world is not all about me. People are not telling me no because I'm wrong innately or anything. You know, it's not. It's it's just that it's a huge giant world and people are doing what is best for their stories and what they believe is going to make the best product to put out there. Trevor, what shaped that mentality? Who And who gave you the permission to fail in the first place? Oh my goodness. I have a wonderful mom. I have such a good mom. Um, I have a great mom. I have a great dad. My family is re really wonderful. Uh, ever since I was a kid, they were putting me in, in, uh, different programs, uh, for arts. So, um, yeah, I mean, when I was really little, I was in a, a film program called Real Focus where they literally, it was, uh, I had two fantastic teachers. Uh, it was done by our local library and there was an editor that was on Ocean's Eleven and there was a guy that uh, was in special effects and he did a movie that was like twice the amount of special effects as the first Harry Potter film. And they all were like, the story is the most important thing and whatever you do, it's all to support the story. So in that class, we learned how to be actors, we learned how to be editors, we learned how to be uh, cinematographers, we learned everything. I mean, it was like a fifth grade class. So it was, uh, you'd think it was like really, really, basic and, and it, it was but it it really taught the lessons of how important everyone's job is and everyone did everything so you know i was up there with the boom pole being like okay well i got the sound or i didn't or you fall and like that was I, when i was in fifth grade i learned that like oh you have to bend your knees when you're doing a, a boom pole otherwise you'll literally pass out and faint if you're locking your legs i had no idea that was a thing but you know it's the little things you pick up along the way um, and yeah, those, that was the foundation there of supporting the idea of everything's about the story. Um, so even when I grew up and, and went into, you know, um, high school and I was in an improv troupe and they really taught me, you know, again, everything's about the story. It's not about you. Yes. And it's all about when you get up uh, in a scene with an improv partner, it's your, your, your whole thing is to offer them stuff. You're talking about them. You're gifting them who they are in the scene it's not about you don't get up in a scene with two people and you say oh well i'm so cool because i'm from atlanta and in atlanta we do this and it's all about this and i'm this way because then your partner has nothing to do except talk to you about what you are but then there's no connection it's not it's not interesting you want to be like you know you get up there and you talk about what they just went through and and how you're here to support them and if they they want to talk that they can but if they don't want to talk that that's fine we'll just sit here and and i just know that i'm here for you or whatever it is you know you just want to support them in a way um so yeah i mean my whole my whole life's been teaching me little small different lessons on on how the big picture of it all works um and yeah then you know graduating to uh, or i mean i guess i also went to a conservatory where they also were like you know this is all it's all for the story keep doing that and that uh was another support of that idea but but doing disney and seeing you know uh, like there's no bigger picture of an entertainment company than disney it's just that's that's it you know so to go and see their productions and have 
the inside scoop and understand all the pieces that it takes and every single person like we're all people you know when you go and you see a show you don't see people you see the characters and you're like that like i do still you know like i go and i see mickey mouse that is mickey mouse there is one mickey mouse and that is him you know it's it's magic it truly is so um but to but to understand that that feeling of magic and of the way that it makes my heart feel is is because it took took so many people to make this amazing thing happen in front of you and yeah it's just such a gift to to kind of know that you know i can be a part of that and i can make that happen but it takes it takes a village and it's not personal when things don't work out um it's just part of the journey what do you wish people knew about acting oh um hmm Um, I think that America, I wish knew that acting was more, it's an art and it's a craft. Uh, I feel like in other countries, like specifically England, like, I feel like it's a respect, it's a career. It is a career path that is valid because art is a respected thing that you can choose to do with your life. And I feel like sometimes here in America, it's misconstrued as, oh, well, you want to be famous. So you're going to be an actor because you want to be famous. And it's, and it's kind of unfortunate because in America, honestly, that's part of it. Like I've, I've been in rooms with real big casting directors, the casting directors of, of, of Moulin Rouge and the casting directors of Dear Evan Hansen, where we were talking and, and they were like, oh yeah, well, if it's down to two people in a room, and one of them is more talented, but one of them has 4 million followers on TikTok, we're going to cast the person with 4 million followers on TikTok because we need to bring in an audience. So there's definitely something to be said about a social media presence and getting yourself out there, which I totally can understand. But also it's, it is a little frustrating to be like, it, the, the feeling of, oh, well, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm, I'm committing to this and I keep, keep going. And Oh, well, I'm not, you know, you have to get recognition from somewhere. It's all about people, you know, and who knows you. And I guess the thing that I would say is that it's, we're not all out there to chase, you know, like, I feel like some people think that everyone wants to be the Kardashians and like actors always want to be, I, you want to be Brad Pitt. And it's like, you could be Brad Pitt. That's awesome. Brad Pitt's really cool. I have a hundred percent great things to say about how much I love Brad Pitt, but you know, it's not all about the stardom quality, I guess. And, and there's a lot of work that goes into it. So a thing that I want to, I want to rewind a little bit. Cause the thing that you said that really hit me was you were talking about two people in a scene and as two people in a scene, if you go to talk, you're there to serve the other person, draw the best out in that person. This is not something that society or, I mean, as a whole or at large thinks of actors because, I mean, I could say myself, mm. I think of an actor wants to get on stage and the lights shine on them. Can you go, I mean, how were you able to understand that type of humility from such an early age? Was this something that your parents prepared you for? Um, you know, I... I do think that from a from a very early age, I've always been able to um, see others and be empathetic towards others. Um, that was something my mom always said when I was a kid. She was like, "Trevor, you had this weird way of 
you would come home from school and you would ask me how my day was. <laughs> and she's like, and that's weird for like a, a toddler to do. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, I mean, I guess that's always been there, but my mother has always noticed it and fostered it. Um, and so when I got into scenes later um, and in improv and, you know, just in, in acting, realizing that it's about the other and it's about, because I mean, that's the difference between a scene and a monologue is that, you know, are you talking at someone? Or are you talking with someone, mm. you know? So if you're engaging and you're there, you can be on stage. Like there's um, the play Sonia Vanya Masha and Spike. There's a, 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 a monologue, but it's a scene. But this guy is on stage with, I think, three other people. It's this old man character. And he talks about his whole entire experience of life and his understanding of, you know, the different TV shows and genres that have evolved during time. And it's this beautiful monologue. And I think it goes on for like five minutes, but it's a scene. Like the way that it, when it is done right and well, you, there's, you have, you have no idea you you as an audience member are watching a monologue because he's so engaged with the people that he's with because he's the reason he keeps talking is because he he he's he sees it in their eyes that either they don't understand or that they're on his side and so he has more to say about it and so it keeps going and it's it's just a, a stunning moment and then by the time he sits down and is done talking you as an audience member were like wow no one else was talking for the last 5 minutes and i had no idea and it's that's what a scene versus a monologue is so Trevor, as I was looking and as I got a chance to research you and uh, you have to research it, you got to check him out on tre uh, trevormarch.com. He didn't want me to put that one up there, but he was like, <laughs> check my Instagram. But I went and checked you, man. And it's, it's crazy doing the research on you because to look at it, it's like Disney and then it goes lead, 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 Disney, 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 lead, 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 Disney, 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 lead, 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 Disney, Disney, Disney. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually... I'm not exaggerating here. Like it, it's, it's Disney. <laughs> okay. But you keep telling us that as a lead, you're serving other people. You would, it's yeah. that to most people, they can't, they, their head is exploding right now. They're thinking, no, to be a leader, I've got to be out front and everyone's got to be serving me. What do you say to that person? Uh, to that person, um, I say leadership is all about it. You're leading a team, you know, that's what the lead and leadership is about. It's, it's the team. It's, you know, it's the whole, the whole thing about shepherd in a flock and being like, no, no sheep gets left behind. You're all together. You're only as strong as your weakest link. So, so for you to be a leader, you have to support who you're leading. So another thing, Trevor, is uh, I want to go into Zemblanity, right? Did I say it right? Okay, Zemblanity, so, yes. Zemblanity. So Zemblanity is the movie that's premiering right now in Austin, and uh, you know, uh, yes, we're excited about that. I can't wait to see it. Um, you, I want to talk about that, but to swing into that and to transition into it, you had said that as a producer, you sometimes would have a role, and maybe that role would call for a, a, a queer person. And you would want that person to have that type of experience. Now, as an actor, can you step into that role if you haven't had that experience? Have you, seen, have, you seen, have, you, have you seen this happen? Like, say, uh, let's take queer out of it and let's put in, I lost my mom. 
and an actor hasn't lost their mom. Sure. Are sure. you always going right. to choose the person who lost their mom or is queer, or are you going to be no. able to? How does it go? No. So you want to. For me personally, yes. you always want to go with who's going to tell the story best. Ooh. And if someone who, if there are two people in a room and one of them happens to be queer and one of them is not, but the person who is not is the better actor and has the emotional understanding of what we're going through and can convey that to me better, then you're going to tell the story better than the person who's queer. And I'm going to cast you and it doesn't matter to me because my story is going to be stronger because of the capability that you have as an actor that you bring to the table. And that's what I hope in other people behind the table think as well. Um, you know, cause as an actor, my fate a lot of the time is in their hands of being like, well, you know, yeah, my mom's alive and well, she's great. She's here. But the amount of times I've cried over my dead mother in an audition is uncountable. You know, but I mean, I've lost my dog. I've lost my grandparents. I know what loss feels like, and I can convey that to you. Wow. You know, that's that's not something that's new and unattainable, but that's all about, you know, training and, and understanding transference. Uta Hagen, you know, Stanislavski. It's 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 what you're what brings you to to the table of where you're at. I love how you're a master of your craft. I like hanging out with masters of their craft because literally, I mean, as as you you hear you. It's, it's, it's not about you being an actor. It's, it's, you're, you're connected with that. What story are you telling in Zimblanity? Um, the story we're telling is, it's more of a, it's more of a question. And the question is, everything happens for a reason, period or question mark. And it's what perspective you have as an audience member that, that takes you to that which is something that I love that we've been able to cultivate in the film. Um, me and my, my partner, Spencer, we, I mean, I had this original concept. It was just a concept that I was walking around one day and I had a one line thought that made me laugh. And I said, ha ha, that's so funny. What if I wrote that? And so I did. Um, I called my friend Spencer and we wrote this script and we, we got it done and, and we looked at it and we said, huh, that's interesting. Well, what if we tweak this? And what if we tweak this? And okay, well, what does this mean now? And he had a, one perspective and I had a completely different perspective and we both together wrote it. And so I was like, we've created something interesting. I'm, I'm really happy with this. And so this, yeah, it's, it's does everything happen for a reason or does it not? And um, we have a, a character that truly believes that everything does. And there are things that happen that you as an audience member would say, is, is there a reason for that? Did you make that happen? Did, did it, was it, what, what? And it's interesting. Um, the words in Blanity is the opposite of serendipity. So serendipity is a, a, an, an unexpected great thing happens and Zimblanity is an unexpected unfortunate thing happens. Um, and it's interesting because it's been a new word. Uh, and while we have produced and made the film and now publicly released the film, the, the word has slightly changed if you look it up. Uh, and there's a connotation of, of intention behind the bad thing happening, which wasn't there when we first made it. And I don't know how I feel about that being there now as the title of our film. But from when we had it, it was just, it was the opposite of serendipity. 
uh, and just something random, randomly bad popping up and happening. Okay, uh, this is a, a thing that uh, I, I've wondered for my whole life because I, I've been a consumer of movies. Um, I've loved them. I loved live theater. Uh, the first one I ever got to see was Guys and Dolls when I was in uh, high school, and it just, I mean, I oh. absolutely fell in love. My daughter is, so is, is honestly, I can't wait, Trevor, for you to meet my daughter. She's 13 years old, and it's, what, it's where she wants to go and what she wants to do. And, but she's, she's at this place where at 13 years old, a lot of times you're not feeling a ton of confidence. Yeah. And, you know, and also too, it's, it's a road less traveled. Right. And so the question I have for you right now is like, you, you started off on a path that wasn't normal. Like you, like you were saying in, 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 in America, being an actor is not normal. It's not like, oh, well, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I want to be an actor. And then your parents tell you, well, you need to go get an education and then you can do that on the side. Yeah. How, how were you able to overcome being different from such a young age? And when I say that, like I got into my industry, the professional beauty industry at a very early age, I, it was, I was very supported by my family. I was lifted up in that, but it wasn't the conventional route. You didn't go the conventional route in life. How, like, where did you find the confidence to be able to continue on in that and just be Trevor who Trevor is? You know, again, I got to point to God and I got to say that there, there are certain things that integrally make me me and that I know I feel good about myself when I'm doing them. And I think we all can find, hopefully, we all can find those things in our lives that we know we put our efforts into and they reward us back. And I think those are the things that God has planted the seeds and been like, this is the thing, keep keep going down this path. And whatever path that is, you know, if that path is being a plumber and you're like, I am the best plumber to ever grace this earth and I'm gonna fix anything and I'm gonna make everyone's day that I come into contact with, then that's amazing, do it. Like if that's what brings you joy to fix those problems, amazing just like that book said you know it's like what problems do you want to have for me my problem is well you know a lot and it's like okay well i can get past that i know that i'm worthy you know i know i have a god that tells me that i'm worthy and i'm loved so if if you don't want me for your project that's okay for me you know i know that i there'll be another one and it's gonna happen and it's gonna be great when it does and right now this is great practice and thank you for watching me and you now know that I'm awesome. So <laughs> we all win, you know, Trevor, take us through that process. Like you, you just, I mean, you, you said it quickly and it rolled off your tongue. You were like, I had an idea. Then I wrote it. Then I produced it. Now it's a film. It's in film festivals. Okay. So a lot of people were like, <laughs> Trevor, pump the brakes. Just give me one. Let's take, yeah, them, yeah, yeah. let's, let's take yeah. them through from concept to writing, like actually writing. Cause a lot of people are like, I got, uh, and I'm sure you have this all the time when you hear that they hear that you're a, 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 an actor or a producer. They're like, I got an idea for a movie. I've always, I'm, I'm just about to write the movie. And you're like, so where yeah. are you in the writing of the movie? They're like, no, no, no. I had a thought. And I talked to my friend over a beer. That's not writing a movie. Take, right. take us through what it takes to be able to do it. And what's, what's your process in, in being able to do this from inception to write, to, to, to writing and then to producing and then putting it in a film festival and moving on from there. Right. Um, you know, I, it's funny when you, you made that list and you said, well, that's not writing a movie. 
I I agree that if that is the the pinnacle and the final thing that you get to, that is not writing a movie. But I have no, I have all the respect, and I have, I have no doubt that that person who says, "I have a, I'm having a beer and I have a thought," that is part of the process. And if you want to go and you take that thought and you write it down, like that is the next step. It's just, it's I have, I have a, a so many notes in my phone, a huge entire list, and they say movie idea and it's a line and for me i just have to get the line down and i know that if i have a, a day where i'm you know either feeling not myself or i'm feeling so myself if i'm just feeling in the mood to be like i'm gonna make something happen today i can always go back and be like oh, are any of these ideas worth me making happen right now are any of them speaking to me here do i have the resources to make any of these happen um and for me, it was, uh, yeah, we had uh, to set the, set the scene a little bit. We were in a pandemic, you know, uh, my industry had shut down fully. There was no way that I was doing anything. No one was casting. Theater was gone. I had, you know, I, in where I was in 2019, I was supposed to open my show on Disney Cruise Line on the Fantasy on March 13th, which was the day that the world shut down. Was that the 13th or the 14th? Um, I think the 13th was the last day of the last cruise that I was on when it was the other cast. And the 14th was, it was supposed to be, we got the full ship full of new people and my cast was it and we were starting. And the, the, the last people got off and no one got on. And then we were on that ship ghost cruising for a month with no guests. And then they sent us home. So I never got to open that year. You know, I've, I've since gone back and done a contract and it's been okay and, and, and great, but, but yeah, I, I got sent home and, 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 um, I think it was April 4th, I got sent home, uh, and I was unemployed and just you know, trying to find a job and no one was hiring cause we were just, no one knew what was happening. So everyone was like, okay, well, we're going to get smaller and we're retracting people. And, and so it was, it was sitting there with unemployment, um, or I don't even think I had unemployment. I think I was just, I don't, cause everyone was trying to get unemployment. We all were, you know, struggling. And um, yeah, I, I thought, what can I do? And I had this idea that made me laugh. And I was like, that's what people need right now. People need laughter. People need something that makes them think, something that, you know, people can have a conversation about. We need connection because this world is so, polarized right now that we're in and to have a conversation where it's just well what did you get out of that well this is what i no way i thought this really well why and like you know just to talk like i love that that is who i am if you are a friend of mine if you know me you know that when i sit down with you and i want to talk we get in deep i'm i'm not here for for you know the weather's fine and whatever you know i i want to know who you are i want to know why you are the way you are um and let's talk about why you understand this way versus this way um <laughs> sorry that was a huge tangent that i went on that was not what you asked no it's, um, it's, it's, but, it's right in line man i mean keep going keep going yeah, yeah yeah um so i had this concept it made me laugh and i I said, okay, this is something I think that the world needs and I can do right now. Um, I had a bit of money saved from, from having the months when I was on contract. And I was like, okay, well, I can make a super, super 
indie film. And luckily, one of my best friends is a guy named Spencer Mead, and he is one of the most talented cinematographer directors that I know. And he's a one-stop shop. He's done it himself for a really long time. Um, he's incredible. He's an, he's an editor. He makes his living editing. Um, and so I called my friend Spencer, and he's written before. He's one of the things that I was in. The last film that I was in before I did this was a film with him. Uh, and he loves me, and we're, you know, we're just really great friends. So um yeah i called him and i was like hey i have this idea i have no idea how to write this i don't know what to do but i want to do it can we just get on like zoom and oh, i think it was skype back then because it was before zoom was like a thing um but we we got on skype i think and then uh there was this app called i think it was writer duo or duo dual dual writer i don't know it was something like that um but it's basically a a format which has like a blank Google Doc page uh, and two people can write on it at the same time. So you could do it in Google Docs, you do it in whatever, you know, as long as you can have two editors on a page. And I, again, I have, a, I have a huge improv background. So we just, I said, okay, I'm gonna be person A and you're gonna be person B. And we just improvised and wrote in an improv way. And we did a first scene and it was awful. <laughs> and we said, awesome. It's not that. And we did a second one and we said, oh, there's something in there, but that's, that's also not it. Um, and with improv, again, you, you don't limit yourself like with anything. I think you don't, you never want to be when you're in the beginning stages of writing something or creating anything, you never want to tell your brain. No, you want to say yes. You know, cause if you say no, then that makes you question, oh, well, if that's not right, then maybe this wasn't right. And maybe I should redo that part before I can move on. And then, oh, but was I really right when I first started this? Because I mean, it's, you know, and your brain just gets you. You want to be able to say, I am plowing forward with, you know, the intention to do this. And one of the, one of a, a great quote that I know is, is from a really great writer and I don't remember which one it was, but he said, I don't have to be, he said, I'm not a good writer. I'm a good rewriter. And all I have to be is a great rewriter and I can be considered a good writer, you know? So we just, we wrote and we wrote and the first two were not it. And that third one we wrote and I said, ah, that's it. That there's something in this. And uh, it was the scene uh, and it was two people and they were out on a hike and it was just two friends talking about a breakup and one of them was really not okay and was pretty distressed. And the other one had some, some cool uh, knowledge of, of some, some self-help concepts of how to, how to shrink some, some bad thoughts and, and to just put them in a ball and get rid of them. And, uh, and we said, yeah, that's, that's the way it goes. And it linked in with the, the funny little one-liner concept that I had uh, perfectly. And I said, that supports everything. And this is it. And from there, it was great. We take this out of this app, put it in another one, and we edit it. And we say, okay, let's build these characters. This isn't person A, person B. This is, this is who, who are these people? And you ask the questions. And once you have asked enough questions, you get a full rounded character. And when you have two full people, and you have their interaction, because it's not about, you know, what the dialogue is that really kind of i mean depending if you're doing george bernard shaw then yeah the dialogue is very important but if you're doing you know chekhov 
it's not about the dialogue at all. It's about what is the subtext underneath and what are these two people trying to say to each other? Because, you know, there's such a difference between hi and hi, you know? It's like there's su- it's it's two flavors that are just, whoa, whoa, okay? So you have to know who these people are. And when we got that, that's really when you can be like, okay, we have a script. We, you You know who these people are. You know why they're doing what they're doing. And that's when we said, okay, yeah, we're going to make this happen. And we have to find out who this other person's going to be. And let's get, let's get a group of people together and let's figure out how we can do this. So, cause once you have a script in script format and you know why and how and where and who you, you have something. And when you do that, you can make it happen help us with script format because some people out there that are listening, they're like script for like help, help this. These are things that are rolling off your tongue and you were dropping bombs, Trevor. Like, <laughs> I mean, all of, all of us right now, I'm like, damn, like, because this is, this is a thing that, you know, and Sylvia knows uh, Sylvia is the, both of our hearts. Right. I mean, a big shout out yes. to Sylvia. She is, she is Love her. one of the very few. But when I told Sylvia a while ago, it was podcast, books, TV, movies, and music is something that was on the docket, right? And I know in TV and in movies, there's got to be a script, but that sometimes when a person says a script, they stop at that because that word scares them because they don't understand what it means. If you were to explain Mm. it, if you were to explain it to my 10-year-old son, Trevor, explain. Break down script in 10-year-old right now. Okay. So if we are 10, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up my, my laptop and I'm going to go on Google Images and I'm going to say movie script. And then I'm going to scroll to where I find something where the dialogue is written in the middle. And it's, it's not like how you have a page that goes this way and then your, your stuff is this way along the edge. It's where it's the page is in the center and the dialogue is written outward from there. And there's words at like, like um, I N T period. And it's like in intro or introduction. And it has the, you have in the beginning before a scene, it says where the scene is. It says uh, what the, what the feeling is of the scene, you know, and, and then it has the character's name, the dialogue, the character's name, the dialogue, the action, like what's happening? What is the camera doing? Because, um, you know, is it is this, oh, we're, we're close up on this. And, and some, some scripts are more detailed than others, I guess, to be back in 10-year-old. A script is... Like, if, if, to break it, break it down like this, Trevor, we're at, uh, Mc, I mean, McDonald's, we're at McDonald's, we're at Playland. My 10-year-old son okay. is playing around, and he's like, hey, Uncle Trevor, what's a script? Uh-huh. What are you going to say? A, what a would you compare it to, is, to a 10-year-old? A script is a picture book with the funnest characters you've ever met, but the pictures are written down. So you can see them just as clearly as if it was a picture book painted in front of you, but it's just words. That's what a script is. So Trevor, 
I think a lot of times people get caught up with scripts too because they think that they have to write so many words. But when I when and now being around movie scripts, we were just uh, we were just at a table read the other day for one. Uh, one of my friends is doing one, um, which actually you might be interested in, which it would be it would be amazing for you. Um, but we were doing it, and I was amazed at how how little words were on the page. Yeah. And, but it gave you a feeling. Can you go into that part? Because I think uh, again, people get caught up and they're like, I have to write a novel for a scene. And a lot of times the scene is very, I mean, there's not that many words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause, cause truly, you know, you want to, as a, as a writer and a creator, it, it's kind of also what's your art form. And if your art form, again, if you're George Bernard Shaw, your, your power is in your words and you can have the most amazing Everyone in your scene are the most intelligent people to ever walk this earth. And that's who's talking and you're going to get what's coming out of their mouth. But if you're a person who is more introverted and is more either feeling or, or a person that doesn't connect with their emotions enough, maybe you're going to write people that, that show their emotions or, or intentions in different ways. And if that's by being quiet and if, like for instance, love languages. If you're an acts of service person and you don't really talk about your feelings, but you have a, a couple in a scene that's fighting, you're gonna open and somebody's gonna be doing the dishes. You know, somebody's gonna be trying to do some sort of act that shows the other person that they're gonna understand or not understand, and that's what the the obstacle is. Are they seeing that this dishes that I'm doing are because I'm trying to convey to you that I I love you and I'm working and I'm here or are my are my efforts going unnoticed? Am I frustrated because I'm clearly I'm clearly showing you that I'm invested in this and you're not getting that? And you know that's what a scene is. It's it's what is where is the tension? What is the obstacle? You know, um, you know what is the intention? And and you can do that in so many ways. And I love I love when the action is so clear that the words aren't needed. But I also love when you have words that are so powerful they can't go unspoken so what would you be your actionable item so like I, i'm gonna this is selfish i'm gonna have you talk to my daughter for a second she's 13 years old i mean when i say this you know every parent is gonna be like yo my kid is the one right and i'm not but she's she's got talent it's raw but she's got talent what would be some yeah. actionable items that she could do right now to start to prepare herself to be the type of, you know, to go into the type of mastery that, that you have? And I know it's not going to be overnight. It, I mean, what you've produced in your life, it's a body of work. It's not just like, oh, wow, there were some special things that you did two times and then it, you become Trevor. But what would be some actionable? Yeah. What would be like the top three things that she could do right now to start to prepare herself? Build your confidence. If you are a kid, if you are a teen, I I don't care. Like it's go and do things where you can shine. Get used to being in front of people and having your words matter. Go out there and do it. And I don't care if that's a community theater. If there's a community theater that is going to give you the spotlight and, and teach you what it feels like to carry a show on your shoulders, go do it. And if, if, if there's a, a place that's going to teach you how to be a great ensemble member, go do that. That's so important. I mean, knowing that everybody's role is equally as important because the story cannot get told if not everyone is there. 
like so, that appreciation for the whole thing is how, how I would say, yeah, go, go be, go be part of stuff, go create things. Um, Alan Rickman has a really great quote where he says, if you want to be an actor, he says, first stop acting. He says, go out and live life. He said, don't do it. Know, know what's good and what's bad. Develop your own taste. Go see different shows. Go look at different pieces of art and figure out what it is that you want to say to the world. Um, and that's more of if you want to be a creator. But, you know, if you're like, I want to be an actor and I want to get started. Yeah, just go start doing it. Uh, if you want to pick up uh, a couple, you know, fun books along the way that'll help you. Um, I, I mean, I love, I think mean, if you're 10, that's not really going to help, but, um, you know, Uta Hagen, um, look up some videos of her. She has some great stuff on YouTube where it's, it's her classes that she teaches. And, um, there's one that I can think of right now where she is talking and it's about, um, kind of the realism of, of people in scenes. And there's a scene that she's in where she's a scene partner who's grabbing her wrists um and he's he's doing it in a way that it's it's really hard um and so she she tells him hey you're really grabbing my wrists really hard in the scene and we're just acting so just remember it's just a light and i'll struggle with my my wrist is the one that's struggling and you're just holding my wrist and he says well but i'm i'm really feeling this and so you know he keeps grabbing her wrists and uh she the next time it happens she does the scene and she goes ow and he goes oh my and she said, well, I was really feeling it. <laughs> and he, she was really feeling him grab her wrist. And that's what really was happening in the scene. You know, and it's learn to be present. Learn, go look at, look at, look up the masters. Go watch good movies. Um, but yeah, build your confidence. I would say is number one is know that you're worthy. And that if this is what you want to do, know that. And don't let anyone else tell you that you can't. Because you can. Um, because there's going to be a lot of no's. Uh, that's that's a, a hard truth that's there and again it's what what problems do you want and if the problem is you're okay getting a few no's and you know there's going to be yeses and you can create your own yeses even better now is the trevor is the is the progression with being an actor is it is the progression to then be a director and then be a producer is that a progression or because a lot of times like for me growing up i grew up with clint eastwood as an actor and then I saw him yeah. direct, and then now I see him as a producer. Is that a, yeah. that straight line, or is that uh, you know some people go that way and not everybody, or is it something that you know is is normal in the craft? Um, that's a great question. I I definitely think that there is no cookie cutter answer to anything as far as as people's artistry goes. You you have your own path. You're on your own journey. You know, there's people like Morgan Freeman that like work their whole lives and don't get noticed until I think he was what in his 40s and then he was like now he's Morgan Freeman he's the voice of literally God in almost everything <laughs> you know like and he's this guy that was who was nobody for so long but he always knew he was Morgan Freeman you know like you gotta know like, I know I'm Trevor March and I know that that's gonna be something one day maybe people know but if not I'm still me and I know that the quality and the work that I do is top-notch um so yeah, you just got to know yourself and and what you want to do. And if you're interested in being like, hey, I just want to I just want to be here and the best way I can support this story is by acting in it and that's what turns me on about this thing, then do that. Um for me, I was interested in uh, I I have 
I have a voice that I, I know has so many different ideas and, and different avenues of how it goes. And I want to create stories as well. I don't want to just, I don't want to just support other people's stories. I think my own and, and finding the stories, you know, because as an actor, a lot of the times the reality is in Hollywood, you're, it's not like you get to scroll through and be like, oh, well, I would love to be, I mean, I have so many shows that I have like, I want to be, I want to be in Book of Mormon. I want to be in Avenue Q. I want to be, you know, in, in Stupid Fucking Bird, which is a Chekhov show that's modernized. Like, um, I have shows that I'd love to be in, but it's not like every single second they're like, oh, well, this is what's next. This is here. It's, it's okay, well, there's a breakdown and I got this and I'm going to be <clears throat> sad boy number four. And my line is dude. Like, you know, it's just sometimes that's what's there. And, and and you don't have choice or say in in what opportunities get thrown your way all the time. It's it's to meet where they are and do the best you can and and you show up. Um, so yeah, for me, I it's interesting to me to be like, okay, well, I don't have much money, but I have some. And if I don't always have all of it, I know places I can go where I can try to get it, and I can crowdfund, and I can do this, and and I think this is a story that needs to be told, and I I want to support that, and I can support this as not only an actor but as a producer, and I can take someone's idea, and and if they're shining so bright because they know it's real and they want it to happen, I can help them make it happen, and that's exciting to me. So Trevor, take us into that funding part because this is this is the one of the parts. So we talked about the the having a beer, have an idea. The difference between you moving on is just writing something down is what you said. Then you write it down yeah. and you start going back and forth and now you have a script, right? Once yeah. you have a script, now is the time where the kind of rubber hits the road as far as like starting to be able to pick up funding. Can you talk to us about a couple different avenues? Because some people are like, I remember as a kid, someone would say like, it costs, you know, X million dollars to be able to make this movie. I was like, what the hell? Like why? And then, and then I look at like a, a movie, like a Friday and I don't know how much they had for Friday. I think it was a very small amount in the, in the low millions, if it was in the millions and they film Friday and then it becomes this cult classic and everybody watches it. And it's like, you know, so funny and all the stuff. Talk yeah. to us about the different avenues for funding or is it, you know, that I need to go to my savings account and, and, uh, and, you know, pay the, the film guy, you know, the guy who's going to film it and pay the guy who's going to edit it, pay the actors. How, how do we, how do we do this stuff? You know, uh, just like the avenues of what you can do and what you can become, there are so many different avenues to how you can get money. Um, for, for me, what I did, um, was I, had a savings in which I, I knew that I was willing to, to create my own opportunity of learning. And I said, I have this much money set aside and this is an opportunity for me to learn no matter what. And so I'm, it's like going to class or like going to college. It's some, you learn by doing sometimes better. And, um, for, for the way I did it was I had money and I, also had friends and I had friends that were on my side and were like, we want to make this as much as you want to. And we're going to either put money in with you or we're just not going to charge you. And we're going to do all of it with you and be as much as in as you are. And I'm very fortunate that I have those people in my life. Um, 
And then later after I spent my money and I, I hired the sound people and I hired the cinematographer and the camera operator and the actor and the, 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 um, the score guy, I'm forgetting the word of that. Um, but you know, I hired all of these people. Composer, uh, composer, composer. There we composer. go. I, how is it um, that I know that yeah, Trevor? Come on, like, man. It just, it slipped my brain, uh, but thank you for catching me there, Kelly. Um, yeah, but you know, I was able to do that. And then um, once I had something, I did a crowdfund afterwards. Um, and I said, look at what we do. A lot of people do it the other, other way where they say, look at this concept and they have a, a video of themselves and they, you know, pitch an idea. And you can do Kickstarter, you can do Indiegogo, you can do uh, GoFundMe, you can do, there's so many different campaign things. You should look out if you're going to, if you're looking to crowdfund or something, um, and you're listening to this right now, make sure you look at the, the specific website you're looking at and see how much of a cut that they, that website takes just for them using your website um, and how much traffic they bring that is not just from you. Because for me, after I did my first film, I had stuff and I had a full trailer. Um, I was, I literally had a full film that I had already, I already made the film. I was trying to kind of make my money back and also get money to get the film out to festivals. That was really the main reason why we did the crowdfunding in the first place is because we wanted to be able to get our film out to the world. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was really great. We, we, I, I, kind of made back my initial investment and we we got it out there um and with that money i was able to put it into the next film and that is about to have a, that campaign's about to drop actually um in this later this next later this next week um but you know you can <laughs> there's um there's so many people out there that will tell you spend other people's money um, and don't spend your own money. And, you know, I think that when you're in a place where you really know what you're doing and you have confidence that you can get a return on other people's money, that's valid. That's totally cool. But I would never touch other people's money if I wasn't comfortable putting my own down first. Um, and for me, like, you know, I, I wanted to have a product that I was proud of that I that I knew I could show and that I could give people a return on and everybody that donated to my campaign got a, a link to the preview of my movie a week after the campaign was over and we had a, a online zoom meeting where I showed them the screening before anyone in the world saw it for a year um, and they got to watch the movie and we had an hour long chat and Sylvia was there. She was a part of it. Um, and it was, I was one of the best nights of my life to be able to be in a room full of people that believed in me or my partners and, and showed up, took time out of their day to watch my movie and then talk to me about what they thought about it. It was so cool to be like, wow, I, I was part of making something happen in this world that is now out there and people can have their own thoughts and opinions and it's art. So the cool thing about art is that anyone can think anything they want about art 
you can watch my movie and say, that's the worst piece of garbage I've ever seen. And that's valid. Like, you can think that. And there's other people that'll watch my movie and say, oh my gosh, I am having an existential crisis because I don't know. Like, what's what's happened? This is so brilliant. This is, this is, this is the pinnacle of art. And, you know, that's valid too. Like, I think that it's just so exciting and cool to be part of a world where you just can create things and and put it out there and people can feel whatever way they want to feel about it and for people that can respect that finding and creating something that does that is an art in itself is really cool let me ask you this trevor is is the is you when you were talking about there's a lot of different routes right from actor to producer to director and they're not all the same there's no cookie cutter way no the same way in producing a film too, or is it, I mean, is, is that kind of route to make the film, take it to festivals, get recognition and go that way? Is that a normal? I mean, is that when I say normal, there's nothing normal in art, but as normal as it could be in art, is that the, I mean, is, is that the path? You know what? Um, before we go to that, I, you just said something that inspired me, um, I know to go back to the whole cookie cutter route thing, as far as actors go, I know a lot of people also think that in the world of theater and film and all of the performing arts, that if you don't, you know, there's a whole saying, if you can't teach, you know, and there's a lot of people that think, well, if you can't act, then you direct, or if you can't act, you produce, or if you can't act, you cast, you know, and that's not true. There's, so many different wonderful ways that you can be a part of creating art of the performing arts if that's tech if that's being a stage manager if that is a casting director if that is a director if those things excite you more like a lot of people get into acting and theater and whatever because yeah when they were a kid they were in a show or they they were backstage at a show and that was something that was fun I even had someone when I went to my conservatory and it's a really tough conservatory. And there was at the end of my time there, there was a casting director that came in and she had actually went to the conservatory. And she said to all of us in the room, she said, I went to this conservatory. And the one thing I learned from being here and doing all this work and doing my best was that I don't want to be an actor. <laughs> she said, this is not what I want to do, but I, I love this. And so I became a casting director and I'm so happy that I did that because that's where I'm meant to be. And there's no, yeah, there's no right way. There's no wrong way. It's just follow your light and, and what that, you know, what that attracts you to do. And that can be, you know, so many things. So, okay. I wanted to say that and get that out of the way. Hey, it's not that... failing. If you don't make it as an actor, you do something else. I, Trevor, you drop bombs, man. I can't wait for you to listen to this. I can't wait for you to listen back to it because you're experiencing it right now. You're, you're on that side of it. We're listening and we're just like, I, I'm sure the people out there are scrambling to grab a notepad and be rolled right down the, the Trevorisms oh that are coming. Right. Um, but with, with this, with this festival, the festival part of it, it, it interests me because one of my, uh, my, actually my brother-in-law is a, a cinematographer and I mean, he's amazing and they just did a film and you know, they put it out in, in film festivals, things like that. I know, what their their and or their thought was in doing it right because they wanted to have it possibly picked up for a series you know go all the stuff did yeah. you have something like that in mind or did you just want to get your idea out there 
Um, to be honest, with this one specifically, I wanted to get it out. I wanted to see what people thought. I wanted to just have have it be be seen by the world. This was kind of my again. This was my like sort of first. This was my baby. This was the learning experience. Um, I've I have grown so much as an artist and as a as a person in this industry just from making this happen myself. Yeah. It's if you can produce a film and you want to, I would say do it. It is the best learning tool. Um, yeah, I feel like I have a master's in in this because I just did it, you know. And you learn what it's like between all the different jobs and behind the different tables. And um, yeah, it's just it's amazing. But I, I do know that if, you, like, for instance, my film partner Spencer, he has a uh, uh, a series that he wrote, and it's a full 10, 10 episode half hour series that he has, and he's been wanting to make that happen for years. Uh, and, and he, uh, made the first episode a while ago and he brought it out. Um, I don't think he actually sent the film version of it out, but he sent the script out to different festivals and he won awards for writing. Um, and, and I think his intention was, oh, maybe someone will pick this up. Um, and I don't think anyone did just yet, but he did get recognition for doing it. And he wants me to actually turn that into a podcast, which that's something down the road that we're maybe going to get into later. Um, but we'll see, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it, there are definitely different intentions you can go into with festivals. Getting it out there, getting it picked up. I mean, obviously, the dream for anyone is someone sees your movie and they say, oh my gosh, you're the best person ever. I need to work with you. <laughs> or like, I need to hire this actor. I need to hire this writer, whatever. And people just get turned on by your art and they want to work with you. Yeah. And having people see your stuff and and see you, even if it's not to do that, even if it's oh, they see you and then next year when your next film comes out or two years or three years from now, they say, oh, oh, this was really good. And you remember two years ago, that other thing, we saw them in, that was that person. And that was so good too. And then you start building, you know, the puzzle pieces, the track record. People say, oh, you've been around. Oh, we recognize you. We, we know that we're, you're a face that we like. And that is worth something too, just to be around and be recognized because um, i mean even psycho psychology wise you know you are you are more attracted to faces you just see more that is just human psychology and if you are more attracted to them because they're talented because you see them do the thing that they do brilliant do that that is worth it in itself you know just get out there so when you're when you're looking at it, man, and you yeah, with Zimblanity, which I can't, I honestly I can't wait to see now. I wish I would have got to invest in it early. Then I would have got the link, and I could have got to be a part of the party. I didn't get to go to the party. You're gonna have another party ah. for all the rest of us that uh, get a chance to watch it. When do we get to see this? When I mean, how can somebody? It's, actually, it's yeah. How can somebody right now watch it? it? It's up on YouTube. Um, it's up on YouTube right now. It just got released. Um, this this week. Uh, it's it's up there. Um, you can also go to zimblanity.art and there's a website that will just take you to the YouTube link. Uh, but you should be able to look up Zimblanity. There's not that many of them. Uh, it's a pretty unique name. Uh, but yeah, it's up there and you can watch it right now. Uh, it's, it's free at the beginning of the film. You'll see there's a bunch of little laurels and those are awards that we got from different festivals from going and doing the circuit. Uh, and it's, it's exciting. Yeah, it's cool. It's out there. So watch it and then, you know, leave, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. I'd so, love to hear it. 
So Trevor, uh, my, my, I, I've talked about this quite a bit, but uh, you know, in different industries, but my, my, my wife's uncle is a coach in the, uh, in a uh, professional baseball. And I asked him, I said, how is it that you're able to coach these? I mean, amazing athletes like because number one the ego is huge and, and you know but also too they're so talented they have st- they have hard work they have perseverance and all this stuff and I said so what do you say to these people and he's like I just ask them how they're doing he said because the difference between a home run and a ground out is like that much is like less than an inch on the swing. Wow. So the swing could be an inch wow. or like less than an inch higher or lower. And you're going to either foul out ground out or hit a home run. And he said, so the difference is so small. So this is the question I have in your, in your industry. Okay. When you're looking at movies, it's not like the lighting is better. So it jumps off. It's not like the talent of the actors is so far different. I mean, I mean, it's inches, mm. it's inches, right? Mm-hmm. what makes a film explode like a Napoleon dynamite and one never get seen? Hmm. You know, if I had the answer to that question, I would be rolling in dough right now. <laughs> um, I would, I would be, I, you know, he, everyone would know my name. Um, so uh, I don't think that there's, again, like we said before, there's no cookie cutter answer to get to that. Uh, it's, it's, it's a journey. It's perseverance. It's, they say that an overnight success takes 10 years, you know, no matter what, if you're an overnight success in Hollywood, you've been there for 10 years. And if that means you've been on Broadway and doing that thing, and then somebody finally finds you and now they put you in a film and people are get to see your face. It's, it's, there's so much work that goes into this art form and especially when you're an actor, like specifically for an actor, your audience just, it just depends on how big it is. And if you're a person, I mean, I can't really speak for social media people. I don't know that world. I'm not a TikTok famous human, but I know there are people that I have worked with that are. And I know there are shows that I've seen with my friends in them where it's like, oh, they got this because they're this amazing, talented actor. And she got this because she has 4 million followers on, on TikTok, And I've seen it where that person is amazing and they bring something awesome. And I've also seen it where that person is the worst person in the show. And they're not here because they're an actor. They're here because they're selling tickets and people are seeing them, but they're not seeing them be good. So is it, is it really good? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but I guess to, to answer your question is I, I, I don't have the answer. The, the answer would be to just keep going and to put your best foot forward and, and work with people that are good and be kind. Just be mm. kind. Everyone, everyone wants to work with people that are good people. If you're a person that comes into a, I've worked with other people who have come onto my set and they're atrocious. And it's like, oh, well, great i've learned that i don't want to work with this person because of how they're acting and they won't be back on my set and that's fine with them because they didn't treat me well when they were there but the people that show up and that you know say how can i help that they want to be a part of it and are curious and interested and bring their best those are the people that i will always hire no matter what i'm doing and when my budget gets bigger they will get a bigger cut they will they are always, you know, the people that I want to support. And 
and yeah, for the movies that me and Spencer make, we always have a thing that um, for our proceeds that it's like, okay, well, what percentage of the film is going to where? And when you get into big times, there's, you know, you have SAG and you have different unions to support you that pay you out differently. I had a girlfriend that was in the prom and she just got like a, you know, a thousand dollar check in the mail. And she was like, oh, well, that was cool. I can just SAG. And so I just got this because there was proceeds that happened for this film. And it's like, well, that's really awesome. Um, but for us, you know, when we're, when you're a non-union indie making things happen, uh, if you do get something big and you can pay people back, that's that's a really rewarding thing to do, to be able to to get people and give people what they've put in. And even if it's just recognition and just appreciation, you know, when you're when you're starting, just to know that you're you're making something happen and you're working with people that believe in what they're doing. That's really important and that's awesome. Trevor, if 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 Hollywood was a person, okay, hmm. you're you're thinking in your head. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about what Hollywood as a person would actually look like, how they would act, how they would walk. Would they have a shiny suit on? Would they have gold chains? What would they have? I want you to think about that person, hmm. okay. And I want hmm. you to think about where they come from, all the hist- rich history, all those things, and it's embodied in a person. And that person walks into the room. Sits down mm. across from you, Trevor. What do you say to them? What would you like Hollywood to know that's in Trevor's heart? Hmm. Hmm. What would I like to know? What would I like them to know about me? I feel like I have so many questions for them. I feel like I'm just so interested to hear what they have to say. Um, I'm hungry to know what what is what is the lasting thing, you know? Like I want them to to know that um like I feel like their vibe is so chill. You're, <laughs> you're, you're an improv, you're an improv person. I want you to take us into yeah. that scene. And I want you to think mm. that, that Hollywood, the person, is sitting across from you right now. Yeah. And you get to yeah. either ask as many questions as you want or you get to tell them what you think. Yeah. What is that conversation going to be? Yeah. I think that conversation starts out by being like, wow, your dreads are awesome. I love how chill you are. I love that you show up all the time, that you've been here for so long. I love your work ethic. I, I love that you appreciate art and you bring us a platform that gets to, to have us express our hearts and, and, and bring us feelings. Um, I'm excited to, to be here with you. I'm excited to work with you. Uh, I'm honored to be in your presence and I recognize that um, I am here to show up and, and to work with you. Um, yeah, I, I want you to know that I, I'm here to make a lasting difference and impression of my own. I'm here to, um, bring what God offers me to bring to you. Uh, I am a, a vessel for him and I, I'm excited to, to do that and be here and, and shine big and, and, uh, and yeah, and leave a, leave a cool cool trail of films and art that people will be able to look at for a really long time. Just like the many that have come and worked with you before. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's, that's how that would go. 
with this newfound friend, Hollywood, yeah, what do you wish the world knew about Hollywood? Hollywood has a lot of faces. Hollywood has many costumes. But real Hollywood, real, real Hollywood is, is, is grounded. Real Hollywood is, is the longevity of a career. Real Hollywood is, is the people that, that show up and are nice. Real Hollywood, yeah, you, you don't stay in Hollywood long or you, you're not welcome in Hollywood for a very long time with Hollywood, to work with Hollywood, to hang out with Hollywood. You don't get there by being an ass. You don't get there by thinking that you're the coolest person and not having anything to show for that. It's like, you gotta, you gotta chill. You gotta, you gotta be here. You gotta know your power and be grounded and be able to be in the room with Hollywood. You know, that's a big energy to just be able to be chill with. You gotta walk into a room and be like, oh yeah, there's, there's Tom Cruise and there's, you know, Angelina Jolie and here we are. And these are my peers now because I'm in this room with them doing this thing. And you got to be able to have that energy to say yes to that. And if you cannot, then Hollywood will sense that you are not chill and not in the vibe that we need to be in to be able to do the thing that we got to do, you know, and you're not, you're not going to be in that room very long or, or for a while until you can do that. And if you can't, then that's also a lesson to learn. Um, yeah. Trevor, how can a person find that chill? Because, you you know, a lot of times kids are so excited. Or when I say kids, like, you know, if they're young in their industry or, you know, just as a person, you have this at parties all the time where, you know, you've had many pinch me moments in your life, right? You've been around certain, you just, you just talked about, and you weren't name dropping, but you were talking about different producers or uh, talking about special effects people that had done certain things. Yeah. How, how can a kid settle in when you're saying like, you know, Hey, I'm just Trevor. Like I, I have this grounding and no, what about that kid who doesn't have the parents? What about that kid who doesn't have the grounding and knowing mm. their, who they are in God? Where can they start right now to start to, because you don't want to be around that dude who comes in your party and is trying to kick it. You want the person that's just like, you know, Hey, I, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. You're, you know yourself, know your power. Um, I think for me, when I was really able to start doing that, and not to say that I never had, yeah, like you said, those pinch me moments of like, oh my gosh, this is who is in the room right now. That's really exciting. Wow. Like, and that still happens. Like if I'm ever going to be, if I'm in a room with Meryl Streep, there will not ever be a time I feel like right now as Trevor, that I will not be like, oh my God, that's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is right there. Oh my God, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep. But that's not what would be coming out. You know, it would be like, oh hi, how's it going? You know, like, like it's, 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 how are you? You know, cause I also know my brain knows that Meryl Streep is a person. Meryl Streep is an actor who's been doing this for a really long time. And she's so good at what she does and she cares so much and she wants to do her best. And so if I bring to the table that Meryl Streep is a person that I can talk to that just wants to be talked to like a person, then Meryl Streep will hopefully, you know, respect me and understand that I'm also a person that she can talk to. 
But if I come in and I'm, you know, oh my God, I love you in this movie and Devil Wears Prada is my favorite thing in the world. And, and oh my God, when you did this and oh, you're the witch and you did this on Broadway and, and uh, what was this like for you? And blah, 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 blah. It's, that is, she's, she's here to do her job. And if I'm coming at her with that, that is, her job is not to be, she's not in an interview. If I'm meeting her in a, in a room where we are actors together, you know, if I'm able to work with her in that capacity, then she's there to work on the project that's in front of us. And if I'm asking her things about this project or her life that pertains to this or how her day is doing right now in this present moment, then I know that she is a person and she can know that I'm a person. That chill that I'm talking about is simply that, the recognition of one's own humanity and others and seeing that and connecting to that because we are all just people. Who's going to be the one though, Trevor? Cause we all have one that's going to make you lose your stuff and you aren't going to be able to stay cool Trevor. And I'll tell you the reason why I say this and, and people would ask me this all the time. They were always like, who do you want to meet? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're people, but I tell you like, and you probably won't even know his name. You won't even know who he is, Trevor. You won't even, I you probably won't even know who he is. Chuck Woolery. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. That exactly, he Chuck was the, Woolery. Chuck Woolery. He was the uh, the host of Love Connection, and he was the smoothest dude. This was like seventies, eighties, like bootleg <laughs> talk show. If I saw Chuck Woolery, I would lose my mind. I could be in the room with Brad Pitt, and I'd be like, "Yo, what up, Brad? How you doing, man? I like you." You know, I was in the room with Denzel Washington uh, backstage at a Lenny Kravitz concert one time, and I made the joke. I was like, hey, Denzel, uh, people always tell me that I look just like you. And, and it just like, it was like the record skipped. And he just looked at me like, you are like, what's wrong with you? I mean, true story, man. Cindy Blackman back there playing drums for Lenny and, you know, the whole nine. But Chuck Woolery, I would lose my marbles. I wouldn't be able to come to. Who is Trevor's person? You know, I think it probably it probably is Meryl Streep. There's there's a list that I have of, of my favorite <laughs> actors. Meryl Streep is like Jim Carrey, Meryl Streep. I mean, yeah, uh, Robin Williams was like my favorite. Um, you know, God rest his soul. And uh, there's just there's people like that. I mean, um, Andrew Reynolds was one of the people that I thought that I was like I'm gonna lose my mind, and I was doing this 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 show and he came and it was an interactive show and he was there and I saw him and I surprised myself because I was, I kept cool. I was like, he's here to see this show. And I know that. And it doesn't matter right now that he is one of the people that made me think musical theater is one of the coolest things in the world. And why I decided to do it with why I put my life and said, this is what I want to do is because of a show that he did. And I was able to be like, that's not what he's here for. And I know that. And if I get the chance to talk to him one day and be like, dude, you're a huge inspiration to me. And like, your work is awesome. And I have so much respect for it. And yeah, I'm just so happy that you're here on this earth. Like, I would love to say that to him. But, you know, that's not what that moment was. And, and um, if I have that opportunity with Meryl Streep, I will tell her that same thing. You know, she's fantastic. I have I am a huge, huge, huge fan. Um, a huge fan. That's how big of a huge, huge fan I am uh, of Meryl Streep. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Those would be them. That, that probably is that list. Jim Carrey, Meryl Streep. Um, yeah. 
So Trevor, I want you to talk to the young actor out there. Um, and I think every young actor has a fork in the road. Um, and they're at that mm. fork in the road. One, one part of the fork, one, one direction is um, to go after everything that will put them in the limelight and put them in the, you know, the, you know almost make the, put them in that, that place right away. The other road mm. is, I think of like a, I, I think of like an icon, like uh, I think of like a Brad Pitt. I think of a, um, uh, as far as other actors that um, that I look at that take projects because they believe in them, and then everyone mm. else believes later on. But it takes a longer road for this to be able to happen. Mm. Mm. You're standing at that fork. Mm. That young actor comes. What do you say to him? Do you want to be here right now? Or do you want to be here now and later? You know, do you want to have longevity in this? Is this what you want to do with your life? Is this something that you're excited about right now? That is just something that you're here for, you know? And if you are someone that is here for right now and for fun, and you want to do something that you're stoked about, do it. And either that can lead to more and that can be awesome, but it really that decision is yours to make. And if you, I would never tell someone to pass up an opportunity because I think that opportunities are put in front of us for a reason. Um, but if there's an opportunity that is put in front of you, which you integrally know is not for you, I would say listen to that voice because that voice is what is going to bring you and, and keep you on the path that is yours. So stay true to who you are and do what that voice is telling you to do. And, and don't doubt it. Don't doubt yourself. Know that your power is, is worth more than what other people are going to tell you it is or is not. It is not what it is about. It is about you being authentically you and showing up the best that you can. So go forward with purpose and pride and strive for excellence on that journey. I started the podcast, Trevor, because of my two kids, Maddox, who's mm. 10, little superhero. He's just a ball of joy. Every single, like he's excited <laughs> about everything. He has the best. I mean, his attitude is through the roof. Um, I mean, it's, it's on another level. Uh, he's 10 years old. Then you got McKenna, who I told you about. She's 13 years old and she has the biggest heart in the world. She's got a phenomenal sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Um, but she just, I mean, just the love that she has in her is incredible. Mm -hmm. I started it because I wanted to take iconic people like you. And I wanted to show my two kids that anything is possible. As long as you yeah. control the two things, the only two things that you can control in life, which is your attitude and your effort. Mm. What advice do you have for Maddox and McKenna? And if you could use both of their names, it would be awesome. Maddox, keep that. Keep that energy that you have. Keep that excitement about life and what makes you happy. Follow it. If there's something that, that, that is new and different to you that you don't understand, but you're excited about it, learn about it. If there's something that you want to, to not do anymore because it doesn't excite you, feel free to let it go. Don't, don't be held down because you've done something or because something has happened to you. Follow the, the light and excitement that, that makes you 
you, um, McKenna. If you have a huge heart, same thing. Follow your heart. Your heart is something that will always tell you where you are and 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 lead you in a way that you won't look back on and have regrets. So, so never doubt that what your inner guidance is telling you is the way to go because it sounds like you're very connected to that um, and do what makes you feel big and shine bright and makes your heart feel like it is a, a, a golden beam radiating out into the universe. Let others have the love that you have to get that you have to give because that is a gift that not everyone can give. So follow it. Trevor, you have been, I mean, this has been mind blowing, man. I mean, it, it really, it really, really has on so many aspects. I mean, not only just from the, the it, it's great because when I started the podcast, my dad told me, my dad just passed away in night, uh, December 19th, but he told me when I started the podcast, he said, son, it's not about what people do. It's about who they are. And, mm. you know, this, this journey that I've been on with the podcast is, is helping people to helping people to be able to tell their stories again, not about what they do. I mean, we talked about what you did, but you could hear, you could feel you. I mean, it comes through the screen um, or it comes through just your headphones of who Trevor is. And I just, I want to compliment you, man. I mean, it has been, a, I mean, dude, I'm on fire, right? Like, I don't know. I think, I think everybody else out there that's listening is on fire too. Zimblanity, uh, zimblanity.art. You need to go to YouTube right now. I need to watch this. I can't wait <laughs> to watch it. Um, yeah, and let us know what you think. I, I tell you, you have been absolutely phenomenal, man. I mean, it has just been, it's been, I mean, it, it, it's a mind blower. And, and what I want to do is I'd like to have you on the show more often. Uh, I'd like to have you come on. I mean, when you have projects, can we get a sneak peek of the project that's coming? You said that it's, you, you alluded, but you just threw it out there, a little taste. Is, <laughs> is there anything we can know about the new project that's coming? Yeah, the new project that's coming is called Parlay the Hard Way. Um, it is Hold on, hold on. say it again. You, I, think, I think you broke up. You broke up a little bit. So I want people to hear this. Say it again. Parlay the Hard Way. It is a story of two gamblers um, who are meeting for a, uh, to settle a lifelong debt with a with a permanent solution. When 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 does Parlay Parlay the Hard Way? When is this one coming? Parlay the Hard Way. Um, this one there is going to be a, a a Kickstarter campaign that's that's coming out uh, within hopefully the next week. Um, and if you go and donate to that, you will be given a uh, virtual ticket to its virtual premiere. And like I said with Zimblanity, you know, in, in 2020, um, it'll be a room full of full of people that are there to support and and watch the movie. And you will be the first people to see it in the whole world. Um, and we'll watch the movie. Uh, it's going to be nine minutes. It's just a nine minute film. It's a short uh, and then there'll be a discussion afterwards and all the creatives will be there. Uh, and if you want to come and, and be part of that conversation and let us know what you think, let us know what you loved, let us know what you hated, let us know what you think we should do. Like, talk to us. It's a conversation. You're welcome to come. So, uh, yeah, look up Parlay the Hard Way on Kickstarter um, and uh, it'll be out soon. There'll be a trailer there you can see. 
And, uh, but yeah, right now, look up Zimblanity. Go to zimblanity.art. Um, look up YouTube. Uh, Zimblanity, Trevor March, Spencer Mead. Uh, these are our, our names, who we are, and this is the work we put out. So, yeah, thank you so much for having us oh, and dude. me. Hello, I'm speaking as, as me and Spencer are here. No, <laughs> um, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. You provide such a great a great spot to shine and ask wonderful questions. And yeah, you're you're open and give the platform to just to let me be my best self to to be here and show up today. So thank you. I'm gonna say it another time. Zemblanity.art. And you guys need to go, you guys need to go and check this out. Check this guy out. Check this human out. All the links are gonna be in the in the description in the podcast. And I want you to go to those and I want you to connect with this young man. I just think that you're 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 on such a phenomenal trajectory and I want to speak life into that um, because, and I know that you, you're at a place, I mean, you're in a place as far as in your heart and we hear it, that it's not like you need these things, but I want to tell you, man, we need more Trevors in this world. We need more masters. We need more people who have committed to the mastery of something as opposed to the flash in the pan, the, the, the shiny thing right now. And it's just, it's an yeah. inspiration to so many people out there, man. And, um, you know, now's the time if you're listening, check out all the sponsors, click the links, do the things that you know you need to do. But I, I just want to thank you so much. And, and I tell you, uh, what I've been telling people, uh, Trevor, is there's three concepts that I believe that are the most important in, in, in our lives or been important to me at least. And you're a product of that. Number one, be kind, right? Be of contribution mm -hmm. to everyone. Amen. Number two, make friends. Sylvia Hernandez, I love you. You're my friend. Yeah. I forced you to be that yeah. way. And now I get a chance to have a friend named Trevor, who I'm going to force to be my friend for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. And the, la go. the last one, which you created in all of us, is to stay curious. To stay curious about what it is that we're doing and what other people are doing. And I tell you right now, I am so on fire. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna have a beer because I don't drink beer. I'm gonna have a drink. <laughs> I'm gonna have an idea, and I'm gonna write something down. So I thank yes! you. I thank you, Trevor. You are amazing, man, and uh, you are officially off the hot seat.